1: And a very good Monday morning to you. It is November 6, 7 a.m. Brenda and Patrick with you on this very wet and rainy Monday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are also really appreciating this morning that extra hour of sleep that we got. Amen, sister. Amen. This Monday is the day that I think most people appreciate it because when it happens Saturday night into Sunday, you know, you're usually just kind of getting up, going to church. I mean, you don't You have maybe a little extra time Sunday morning. It's on Monday morning when you're back to regular hour routine that it uh, really feels good.
2: I really appreciated it. I kind of got eased into the day and uh, got it started. And here, here we are. Got a little coffee ready to go. And... It's National Nachos Day. So I got a little spring in my stack, Okay, you know.
1: Here's a funny story about <laughs> nachos. So my daughter went to, uh, she has her, her first full-time job. She's working in Vancouver Clinic in the medical field. Oh, sure. And yeah, she had right. been saving her money. And so she, along with her friend, they arranged the whole trip themselves, flew down to... Orange County, California, they went to Disneyland for a day. Now, before they left though, Sunday morning, they took an Uber over to Christ Cathedral. Oh, That's the cathedral of Orange County and went to mass. And they said it was gorgeous. I mean, absolutely beautiful. But she said, and then the best part was after mass, they had like a, a little, you know, Mexican food booth fair. And she goes, here we go to church and then we come out and we're eating nachos at the cathedral.
2: Oh my goodness. She said
1: it's it was like, "Wow, go to church and then get nachos." She said it was a perfect reward for getting up early.
2: And to go there for church, too. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So it wow. was I got to make trip. that trip. That's a good trip. So
1: <laughs> nachos are great because they're basically open-faced tacos and you can put anything you want on a nacho.
2: I like when it all becomes one big chip.
1: <laughs> you got to use a fork <laughs> and a knife to just that's, cut into them.
2: You know, it gets a little crunchy and it all kind of congeals together. And that's, oh, that's when it gets, starts really getting good.
1: Oh, see, and more proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. The oh. creation of notches.
2: <laughs> there you go. And we have got some really good tips coming up later this morning on how to deal with this weather. Wow. You know, deal with the time change and deal with the weather. We've got some really good tips for you. Our good friend Yvonne Heath is going to be in. She's a health coach, and she'll help us with that. And I know you've got some tips that we need to pay attention to because we did fall back. And there's some things that we need to be doing for that, too. So For sure. You're going to learn a lot this morning.
1: Rules that we should do. Because fall back is a little bit different time because we are moving into these winter months. Take a look outside, and you can just kind of see how difficult it, it can be be and they predict a wetter uh, winter for us. So we do need to be ready for that. I think first on the list, uh, dust off those plans to build an ARC because boy, coming out of my house and on the roads, there was some high standing water in a lot of areas.
2: I noticed some of the drains, at least in my neighborhood, were already covered with leaves. Yeah. You know, And I, I was out yesterday walking and I saw that and I said, oh no, the rain's going to come and we're going to have little lakes everywhere. And so water is pooling on the roadways. Be careful with that. A little fog out there, some high winds, and it could get bumpy this afternoon. So (laughs)
1: Oh gosh. Our maple tree in the front yard, there are hundreds of thousands of leaves that are falling off this. We are littering our entire neighborhood as any of our cars drive away because I mean, there's a layer of leaves. And so they're just blowing down the road. Uh, My apologies to my neighbor at the end of the street, because that's where our storm drain is and our leaves are filling it. And you can see, and he'll go out there. And so if you have a storm drain in front of your neighborhood, Just get a leaf, you know, a rake or something. Get out there and help out and and pull the leaves off the drain.
2: If you can get there, because it might be under about a foot of water. (laughs) You might get some hip (laughs) waders on for sure. So,
1: But anyway, it's the morning blend. Patrick, you and I, we made it up the hill, so we're going to start your morning off right. What do you got coming up?
2: Well, in addition to those helpful tips, Pope Francis is feeling a little bit under the weather today, and we'll tell you more about that. We were remarking last week that he didn't look well, and evidently that's the case. That's
1: the case. He's not feeling well. All right, yeah. well, we'll pray for that. Look forward to the details. And speaking of Pope Francis, as ongoing fighting in the Gaza Strip continues, Pope Francis takes a call from the president of Iran, oh. and both sides agree on wishing and calling for a ceasefire. So I'm going to have details on that also for you coming up in the news. We're going to start things now this morning with Cooper Ray. We come alive and we are Patrick and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Day radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. With
3: the dust upon our hands, Dry of a desert we call home. You moved in your love. From our death, you lifted us. Breath of life, resurrecting these dry bones. You breathe in us. Give us strength we never
2: alive. That is Cooper Ray getting this Monday morning started. It's the morning blend with Pat and Brenda. And uh, what do you do if you like to get outside and enjoy that beautiful walk and you got a day like today? There's a way you can still get that exercise in. We'll tell you all about that. We have got a wonderful treat. We have got a holistic health coach, Yvonne Heath, joining us to talk about the convergence of faith and health next at Day Radio after we check that rainy forecast
5: this is father eric anderson pastor of saint stephen's catholic church in portland oregon please join me in praying a morning offering in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen O god in union with the immaculate heart of mary i offer thee the precious blood of jesus from all the altars throughout the world joining with it the offering of my every thought word and action of this day O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can, and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit,
6: amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com.
7: CYO Basketball is here. Hot Shots 1st and 2nd graders co-ed basketball registration is now open. School-aged youth, grades 3 through 8, can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their skills. Additionally, high school basketball registration is open and ready for your team to join. Grade school and high school basketball include both boys and girls teams. And we are still hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to sign up or learn more. Teams are forming now, so register today. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. Giving Tuesday is November 28th. Your donation will enable us to reach more youth with scholarships and program enhancements that meet their needs. Donate now at cyocampower.org. Thank you for supporting our faith-building programs
2: what's the best way to stay on top of things in our local catholic community materday radio's hail mary media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities and you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves simply search hail mary media in the app store or go to MontredayRadio.com and follow the instructions in just minutes you'll be accessing our exclusive audio video and text prayer library Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary media app from Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: It is it is 713 right here at Day Radio. Lots of showers overnight, making for some difficult driving conditions this morning. More rain on deck for the rest of the day. We could see a little wild weather this afternoon. So highs today reaching 55 degrees. A wind advisory goes into effect from 10 a.m. this morning to 7 p.m. this evening. South winds 15 to 25 miles an hour with gusts. High is 40 to 45 expected in greater Portland metro area, central Willamette Valley, south Willamette Valley, and the greater Vancouver area. Then overnight showers continue as we drop to just 50 degrees. Tuesday, more rain. highs 54 degrees. Then things begin to break up by Wednesday. We're looking at about another inch of rain between today uh, into the evening hours and then tomorrow morning. So we're getting a lot of water down here.
2: With the wind, the thunder, oh, it, it could be a bumpy afternoon. Be careful out there. 50 degrees right now at St. Philip Benizi Parish on the Grange in Redland.
1: And it is 51 degrees and raining at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver.
2: Joining us this morning is Yvonne Heath with Healthy Living with Yvonne. And I just have to say at the outset, Yvonne, the sake of full disclosure, you have made a huge difference in my life. I think we got together maybe eight, nine months ago, and I was looking at some serious health issues, and everything just turned around with your program for me, and I'm out there walking every day, feeling good, holding my head up high, and I just can't thank you enough for
8: that. I'm so proud of you, Patrick. Thank you for having believing in me, and I just wanted to help in, in you. You were like, "Okay, let's do it." Let's do it.
2: <laughs> well, it was your encouragement that did that, but I just felt compelled to really share this with people because it has made such a positive difference in my life. And one of the things I learned early on is that you are a health coach. Yes. What does that mean?
8: A health coach is a person that is, uh, it cooperates with the client, in making a balance more balance in your life in all uh, areas. It's a holistic approach. So it's not only like nutrition and exercise and so forth. I, it's more also your relationships, your spirituality, your finances, even, you know, it's all, it's all combined because everything affects everything, just body, mind, spirit.
2: Bringing all those elements together is really what helped me the most. You know, I wouldn't just focus on nutrition or exercise. It, it was everything, mm-hmm. everything in my life that is a quality of life issue.
8: Yes, totally. That's why I like this approach of holistic. And it's not just like, okay, I want a pill and it's going to solve everything. Because, you know, nowadays the medicine, it takes like, uh, just take a pill and it's just temporarily solution. And uh, a lot of people don't realize, but medicines like that hurt more your body than helps.
2: Yvonne Heath is our guest this morning, Healthy Living with Yvonne. And you mentioned the spiritual component. This how big a factor is faith in our physical fitness.
8: Faith is everything for us because sometimes, uh, well, most of the times, our own diseases come from spiritual things that we don't have uh, resolved. Oh, they come like. Um, speaking of that, you know how the, re- the healing retreat is coming up in November, and uh, yes, it's, it's so if if we work in the. The, what you can see, the eating and, and physical exercise, of, but then there's the part of component that your faith helps you to help you up. And uh, with God, everything is possible. I mean, God came to the world to heal people physically and mentally. So,
7: I think
2: the component also works the other way. You feel better physically, and it makes you spiritually stronger my rosaries have gone through the roof because of my walking and I'm able to get out there and pray that rosary while I walk. But I will tell you an added benefit is my knees don't hurt at mass when I'm kneeling and they used to really hurt. And now I, I don't even think about it.
8: Yeah, it is totally true. Like if you plan to just go for a run, for a walk, something, just uh, strive to do a rosary and you will be double you know because it's your spiritual growing and your physicality is growing too
2: one of the things that i also struggle with is that every day that little motivation about get out there and do it get out there and do it you know that little voice in the back of my head and how do we really stay on top of that because it's so easy especially at this time of year to just say oh the weather's too bad i'm not going to get out there and exercise
8: you know it's it's a battle for me too don't think that it's only you <laughs> even though i'm a health coach i'm still battling every day you it's good
9: to, to know <laughs> yeah you
8: have to get up early and if i don't have my workout every day in the morning first thing in the morning it's not going to happen so i just pray i just pray As ask god for the strength to get up and do it because i know if i do it my day is going to be way better than if i don't do it everything starts going down south And when I work out, uh, also, when you get up early, you thank God for your new day. And then you start praying for people and thinking. At that time, I said, I need to work out before my mind notices that I'm working out. So, (laughs) so, yeah. And then at that time, also, it's a very uh, special time to thank God for the day and put all your intentions. So it's a very special time that is very quiet in the morning. And for me, it's, it's a great a great time. But obviously, everybody's different, and uh, everybody can do it different times. Whatever is better for you, just do it. Don't, don't leave it.
2: Healthy Living with Yvonne is the name of her service, and Yvonne Heath is our guest. And Yvonne, it's a special time of year. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving and Advent, Christmas, New Year's, and all of the food and traditions that go with that. How do we... Enjoy the holidays without blowing the diet.
8: <laughs> That's a great question, but usually you have to start in January to prepare for these holidays. <laughs> you know, if you start like all year, you eat properly and uh, work out and all that stuff. By the time the holidays come, it's it's just a, a bliss because you just already have um, a habit of controlling your portions, a habit of just like saying, "Okay, this is enough." My, I'm. I don't need any anymore. But a lot of people blame the holiday. That is just like, oh, yeah, um, because of the holiday, I gained like 50 or whatever, five pounds, 10 pounds. I don't know. But it's not that. I mean, if we have the, the habit all year long and you can indulge yourself a little bit more and it's not a big deal. You just need to probably work out a little bit more or yeah, or sacrifice like. This is a great way to start your um, fasting And here. Like us say, oh, well, yesterday was a little underbelly, I'm going to fast today. Oh,
2: because that's the thing I think that throws people off a lot. They think, oh, I fell, I stumbled, I made a pig of myself at Thanksgiving, I, I just blew the diet and I'm not going to go back
8: on. No, 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 just forgive yourself and say, okay, I blew it yesterday, it's okay, today's a new day, just do it.
2: Just forgive yourself. Yeah, just
8: forgive yourself and, and start all over.
2: We know in our hearts and in, in, in our heads, this is what we are supposed to do. This is, this is how we're supposed to approach our food and our nutrition and our faith and bring it all together, but we don't do it. That's <laughs> Kind of like St. Paul, we, do, we don't do the things we know we should do, right? Right. How do we do the things we're supposed to do? How do you overcome those challenges with your faith?
8: Yeah, that's exactly why I, I encourage people to have like, you have to have an accountability partner, Oh. because if right now there's plenty of information and I said well Yvonne I don't need a health coach because there's a, anything like I want is an internet you know like you just go to the internet and any diet any advice but the big part is an accountability part that's that's what I am I'm your companion and, and walk with you and I ask, you know
2: so if somebody's listening today and they decide that this is something I want to do or maybe make a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. for a healthy 2024, how can they find out more about your health coaching and what you do?
8: Uh, they can go to my website. It's www.HealthyLivingWithYvonne, I-V-O-N-N-E, dot com. Or they can send me an email, uh, Yvonne, I-V-O-N-N-E, dot at ymail.com.
2: Well, Yvonne, I can't not thank you enough, and I strongly encourage people to check that out. It has made a huge difference for me, and Yvonne Heath, thank you.
8: Thank you for having me. (laughs) Blessings to everybody.
1: It is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. Our bodies are a temple and a gift from the Lord, Patrick. We are required to do all that we can to keep that temple healthy, right?
2: If my body's a temple, I'm a basilica. <laughs> oh, stop!
1: <laughs> oh, it, as in beauty, right? That that it's just you know Obviously our bodies. Big. Okay, that do <laughs> it is meant to create to to give glory to God for sure with our Amen. whole being, and we should take care of it. So, if you want to listen again to that uh, interview that with uh, Patrick had with Yvonne, please go to our webpage, matodayradio.com. That interview. Going to be made into a digital podcast you can listen to right from our webpage. But even better and easier, if you download the free Hail Mary Media app, you'll have access to not only that interview, a great library of podcasts on all areas of our faith, prayers, novenas. We got it all right there for you. So download that today. Again, that is Yvonne Heath, Natural Health Tips. And again, you can find that podcast, matridayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.
4: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's
5: 503-252-1722. We've never told a generation of young people more frequently to love and believe in themselves. I don't think we've ever seen so much self-loathing, though. I think it's because our affirming talk is accompanied by a secularized, godless worldview that essentially says, you're a cosmic accident. You're no more than a lump of cells. Your destiny is worm food, but believe in yourself. (laughs) All of humanity's achievements will ultimately end up as rubble, but you can accomplish anything. Give me a break god's word doesn't only teach us to follow the call in our hearts and believe in our worth but shows us why you're a child of god created in his image and likeness god found you worth dying for you are destined for eternal glory your heavenly father loves you now believe in yourself and follow your dreams if there's a difference between secular self-help and the stuff you find here it's that self-help that checks faith at the door for all the good you could find there it just doesn't remotely compare For more from my book, I Am, visit RewriteYourName.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic.
1: Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School.
6: Touchdown! With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Dei Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materderadio.com.
0: The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 726
2: at Mater Day Radio, and what was that big noise at 430 this morning in northeast Portland? We've got the details just ahead.
1: All right, and Pope Francis takes a call from the president of Iran. Both sides concerned about the loss of life, calling for a ceasefire. I'll have an update for you on that story, plus more coming up in news. Here is Matt Marr, Deliverer. And we are Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
10: I was adrifter, I had nowhere to go. I was hanging by threads of dust and bone. Every An angel I knew was singing, "Son, come home." But the melody was hard to sing along. Oh God, you're my deliverer. Threads of dust and bone
2: Matra Day Radio Leading souls to Jesus Through the Blessed Virgin Mary And that is Matt Marr Deliverer It's 730 <laughs>
1: And in your news this morning, Paul Francis spoke by phone with Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi on Sunday about the situation in Gaza, marking the latest such call with international leaders focused on ensuring access to humanitarian aid and pursuing ceasefire efforts. The call confirmed by Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni on Vatican News. The Vatican's formal state-run media platform took place at Raisi's request. According to the website of the Iranian president, Raisi condemned Israel's retaliation over an October 7th Hamas Hamas surprise attack that left 1,400 Israelis dead and several others taken hostage, saying the strikes on Gaza been disproportionate leaving around 10,000 people dead, according to Palestinian estimates. According to the statement, Pope Francis, for his part, voiced appreciation for Razi's support of those suffering in Gaza and stressed the need for a ceasefire, pledging that, as the leader of the world's Catholics, I will do everything in my power to stop these attacks and prevent more women and children from becoming victims in Gaza." Earlier on Sunday, Pope Francis reiterated his appeal for peace in Gaza during his weekly Angelus address, noting that countless lives continue to be lost.
2: In an audience with the delegation from the Conference of European Rabbis earlier today, Pope Francis said he was not feeling well and would thus not read the speech he had prepared for the occasion. The director of the Holy See Press Office, Matteo Bruni, said the Pope has a bit of a cold and wanted to greet the European rabbis individually. The other audiences on the Pope's agenda will continue as normal. The pontiff, who will be turning 87 years old on December 17th, they greeted his guests and welcomed them as he expressed his delight at their visit. Prior to this meeting, Pope Francis had received the president of Catalonia. The Spanish delegation reported that the meeting lasted around 40 minutes and the topics included the conflict in the Holy Land. After the meeting with the rabbis, the Pope met with the Italian Association of the Little Houses of Mercy to whom he read a speech and added a few improvised comments. This afternoon, the Holy Father is due to meet 7,000 children from around the world in the Paul VII Audience Hall. Pope Francis has been hospitalized twice already this year, in March for pneumonia and in June for a surgery on his abdomen.
1: Oh, we'll keep Pope Francis in our prayers for a quick and complete recovery. Well, former President Donald Trump is expected to answer questions about the role he played in fraudulent financial statements filed by the Trump organization between 2011 and 2021. He is being accused by state attorney general of being a part of a scheme that involved inflating or deflating the value of assets in order to secure better business insurance and banking deals. Trump's two older sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, are also defendants in the lawsuit. This will be the first time the former president is publicly called to the witness stand to answer questions about the allegations brought by the attorney general both Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump maintain they had no involvement in the creation of financial statements.
2: One person is dead after a reported explosion and fire early this morning in northeast Portland, according to Portland Fire and Rescue. Crews responded to the home on the 12,000 block of northeast Broadway shortly after 4 a.m., Firefighters found a blaze in front corner of the structure and launched an attack containing the flames to just that single building. By 4.30 this morning, authorities reported that the fire had been mostly extinguished. Crews confirmed that a deceased person was found in the home and an investigator is on the scene. The story is developing this morning.
1: On Sunday evening, Portland Public Schools confirmed there will be no school on Monday as the strike continues for a second week. For some Portland students, this November feels maybe more like a summer vacation. Day camps are popping up across the metro area, giving students impacted by the strike a place to go. Some of the programs are offering arts and crafts, outdoor skills, baseball and softball, digital art and music productions. Teacher and administration continue. Continues to meet over the weekend. Teachers are pushing for higher wages and smaller class sizes. District officials say they do not have the budget and state lawmakers say that it is unlikely more funding will be coming to Portland Public Schools.
2: And in sports, it was a forgettable afternoon for the Seattle Seahawks, so we'll forget about (laughs) it. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) That was the worst loss in Pete Carroll's tenure as coach of Seattle, going all the way back to his his initial season. He had never lost a game by 34 points before that first season, and he lost by 34 yesterday. Long afternoon against the Ravens in Baltimore, and Seattle comes out on the short end, 37-3. to It wasn't even that close. So let's turn to high school football, okay. shall we? <laughs> if it's
1: happier news. Be-
2: because over the weekend, uh, the uh, local Catholic schools did tremendous in the playoffs. First weekend of the playoffs, and in 6A, Jesuit rolls over Lake Oswego in a thriller, 34-28. They'll take on number one, Wesley. Lynn this weekend. Central Catholic rolled over North Medford 56-0, 56 to nothing, and they'll take on Lake Ridge this weekend. Dropping down to 4A, LaSalle Prep fell to Marshfield 12 to 7, but Maris Catholic out of Eugene took down Crook County 42 to 14. They'll play Mazama this weekend in the next round. In 2A, Regis rolled over Stanfield 64 to nothing. Those guys out of state and really going good. They'll take on Heppner this weekend, and Blanchett Catholic fell to Gold Beach 16 to nothing. Hats off up in Washington. Seton High School won their very first playoff game, woot, the woot. first time in the 1A playoffs. They beat Tonino 51-7. to 7. They didn't just win. They, they throttled them 51-7. to 7. Now they travel up to Kings High School in Shoreline for a big game at 6 o'clock on Saturday. So congratulations to Seton High School, yes. their first playoff victory. And uh, also congratulations to the Jesuit girls volleyball team. They can came back they were down they came back to win 3-2 to two in the sets beating Oregon City and becoming the 6A cl- uh, class state champions in volleyball dramatic comeback hats off to uh, the lady Jesuit volleyball team
1: fantastic well being a good Catholic something most of us strive for we should all be striving for that to become throughout our entire lives while our behavior should reflect our faith, we also have a number of tools to help us in achieving our goal. These include some essential items that can be helpful as you try to put your faith into practice and deepen your spiritual journey. Now, not every household will have all of these things, which is perfectly normal and it's okay. But here is a list of some items that Cherith Gardner at Alatea says that many Catholic households find useful and meaningful so on the show today throughout the show we're going to be going through this list and let's right, see I'm making how many my
2: list and i'm checking it twice all
1: right first things first this is a must a bible okay. This is the most fundamental book for Catholics and all Christians. It's important to have a Bible in your household for reading and reflection. It's even better if it's one that's been passed down through generations that maybe has, I know my family Bible that my mom has, has the record keeper in the front pages where it's weddings, funerals, baptisms, all of those types of things.
2: We have that too. And when you open all the, you know, the prayer cards fall out from all the funerals and it just it's kind of a reminder to pray for them, especially during the month of November, right? Mm
1: -hmm. For sure. A cross or crucifix is also very important. The crucifix is a central symbol for all Catholics, reminding the faithful the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Rosaries. Rosary beads are instrumental in facilitating your prayer practice. Again, you can have multiple rosaries that have been blessed at sacred sites to use in prayer. Remember, you can also have one in your pocket or purse, for when you're out and you got some time, what's in your pocket, Patrick? There's your rosary. Got Those it. are nice. You've got just a single decade rosary. You can pray that just five times or one decade throughout throughout the day.
2: I'm a little rough on rosary, so I, I I tend to go through them. So this one has held up really, really well for me. And it was one we gave away at Charathon, I think maybe three or four years ago. the John Paul II rosary. Yes. Yeah.
1: Perfect size. It's it,
2: it still it's still going strong.
1: <laughs> and then lastly, for this hour, holy water. Keep a bottle of holy water at home. Many Catholic households have a container of holy water, which is often used for blessings and spiritual protection. You can ask your priest to give you some water then and then have it blessed. And then you can take it home. Many, many parishes in the back of church even have a holy water kind of fountain where you can bring your own container. Go to one of our great Catholic bookstores or uh, the Grotto's uh, gift shop. They all have plastic containers that are marked holy water and you can just go back Fill it up and take it home with you.
2: Funny you say that because I filled mine up yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> I did. It got it's... a little low and I was running out and I said, I better get some holy water. So, yep.
11: It's always good to
2: have that. And it's always good to take some with you when you travel. Just, you know, you want to obey the law, obviously, with liquids, but you know, it's always good to just take a little holy water with you wherever you go. And then when you check into a new place, just Just a little sprinkle. Sprinkle in the
1: room. That's right. That's perfect. And we'll talk more about more things that we should have in our Catholic households in our next half hour.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
1: Oh, you know it's beginning to be holiday seasons when you hear. About the 32nd annual Santa's Treasure Holiday Bazaar in Milwaukee. It's coming up on Saturday at St. John's, the Baptist Parish Center. Also on Saturday, well, Catholic Daughters of America at St. John the Evangelist Parish in Vancouver also having their holiday bars. Uh, bazaar so no matter which side of the river you're on go to look up st john's and get over there you'll be able to do a little bit of shopping this weekend and remember you can find details on these and other events go to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app
2: well speaking of art we will be checking in with catholic artist adelaide hude coming up next after we check that very very rainy and windy forecast
6: Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com.
0: Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. And Monday nights at 730, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones. Monday nights at 730 on Modern Day E-Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: 743 on this soggy commute Monday morning at Monterey Radio and the forecast. Well, I don't have to tell you it's going to be wet, but some of these thunderstorms could produce gusty winds, heavy rain, thunder, and maybe a funnel cloud or two, so we'll keep an eye out for that. High this afternoon, 54. Chance of rain, 90%. We could see up to an inch of new rainfall between now and tomorrow morning. 47 below tonight, and again, a 100% chance of rain this evening. But good news, tomorrow afternoon, we may see this all start to break up nice. and clear out by Wednesday.
1: Perfect. Currently, it is 52 degrees at Elizabeth and Seton Catholic Church in Aloha.
2: And at uh, St. Thomas in Camas, it's 50 degrees.
1: Well, are you on a path of discovery and finding the goodness and beauty of the traditional Latin Mass? Well, if you are a beginner trying to learn and and really introduce yourself into the Latin Missal. Or perhaps, well, maybe you've got a little one standing next to you who really can't understand what's happening and they could sure use a little bit of help. There is a wonderful new book out through TAN Books. It's called Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin Missal for children. While the words on the pages of the book are ancient, Well, the illustrations, brand new and sure to keep that very young child looking page after page at what is happening in the Latin mass. Joining me today is the illustrator of the book, Adelie Hude. Adelie, thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend today.
11: Thank you, Brenda. It's so wonderful to be here.
1: The illustrations are so incredible. And we know for young children, sometimes following along or in this case, looking at Latin, following it in English can be difficult. But you have just created these beautiful illustrations inspired by the parts of the Mass. Share with our listeners first when you realized this love of sacred art and how you began to develop that God-given talent.
11: Well, I have the Holy Spirit entirely to thank. I've uh, had a a love of art my whole life. I started drawing as soon as I could hold a crayon. And um, I earned my uh, BA from Cal State Long Beach and studied art there. But uh, really it was, gosh, about 10 years ago that I started feeling the call away from secular art to sacred art. And um, and at first I kind of dismissed it. I thought, oh, no, I, you know, I have a following in this secular world, very small one, and it would be hard to start over again. But the Lord nudged me. He had me enter a a sacred art painting contest, and I just fell in love and eventually told my husband, do you mind if I start over and just do sacred art? And he was 100% for it.
1: Oh, that artwork is something that you are going to find in the new book illustrated by Adelie. It is out by 10 books, Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. This is a missile, kind of a beginner's missile. You just turn page by page. You're going to find the Latin words followed by the English translation in them. Adelie, you are a resident of beautiful Camas, Washington, locally here. When you attend St. Stephen's Parish in Portland, you discovered a love of the Latin mass. How did that come to happen?
11: Well, it all began with my husband and, uh... Well, we, we actually had been to a Latin Mass at the Proto-Cathedral years back and thought it was beautiful, but we didn't really know that it's, it was going on regularly anywhere. And um, he started reading more about it when things were closed down during the pandemic. And he said, you know, we really should check this out. And we were a little afraid because we were very involved with our, our parish here in Camus. But he went and was moved to tears. He's like, you have to go. And so I went the next week because our son was pretty young then. And um, so I went and just uh, fell in love. I was very confused, but it was so lovely. We just kept having to go back. And eventually we decided this this needs to be our full-time home. We were We were absolutely smitten. God had called us there.
1: Well, it is a beautiful opportunity for you to read more about the Latin mass and for your children to really examine and look at these beautiful images on the page that go right along with the mass. I look at these pictures in here, Adelie, and I feel like I've been in that parish before. And I know all of our parishes do have a similar design. Was there an inspiration or place that you sat and looked when you were making these illustrations?
11: Yes, actually, they um, were inspired by two proto-cathedrals, the one in Vancouver and also uh, the one in Dublin, Ireland, because uh, my husband and I were able to travel there 10 years ago, and I I just took pictures everywhere of all the the lovely churches and cathedrals and just kind of combined those two for my sanctus
1: cathedral (laughs) oh well it's wonderful to have a proto-cathedral and for our listeners unfamiliar across the river in vancouver is the proto-cathedral of saint james the greater way back when in the history of the archdiocese of seattle it was the diocese of nisqually and the bishop's chair was right there in vancouver at saint james and so hence now the term the Proto Cathedral. I encourage our listeners, maybe spend a Sunday and make a little mini pilgrimage over there. I'm talking today with Adelie Hude. She is the illustrator of a new introductory Latin missal for children. It is titled Sanctus. Sanctus sanctus let 's open up some of these pages of the book, of course, as I said earlier in our interview, the words well, you didn't come up with those, those are ancient, but the illustrations you you pull together so beautifully and Tell our listeners a little bit about kind of how each image goes along with what's happening because there's the confitier, of course, with the saints and angels looking down upon them, the beautiful consecration of the Mass where we see the priest ad orientum. Just tell our listeners a little bit more about some of these pages. I think that uh, learners of the Latin Mass, they could find a lot of information in these books.
11: Oh, definitely. Um, I think anyone who goes to any Mass probably could find some um, help at least with learning about the heavenly realities because that was actually the main impetus of, of the book because for years I I didn't know what was going on behind the veil. I thought, okay, you go to church, you're praying to God, He's in heaven, you're down here, but I didn't realize it was heaven meeting earth. It was uh, reading Scott Hahn's book, The Supper of the Lamb in 2006 that really opened up my eyes about that. And so I wanted To share that with more people, and eventually it it became this book. So I I tried really hard to show, you know, what's going on that we see. But then sometimes when you turn the page, you you get those glimpses of what's Mm. going on in heaven at the same time.
1: That is actually what is happening, and you do illustrate this beautifully. I love all the images, but there are two very specific ones that stand out, at least to me. Of course, the part of the Mass where we sing the Sanctus, the Holy, Holy, Holy. This image is incredible because, as you said, behind the veil, what you see is the Trinity, the saints, the angels, and then... Oh, the altar servers right there is that what you mean behind opening up this veil and making what is invisible visible in the pages of these books
11: yes definitely and i mean that page it just came to me it needed to, i needed to show all heaven breaking loose <laughs> and because that that's what's happening during the mass and i i was really trying very hard to capture that
1: and of course, that source and summit of our faith, the beautiful consecration of the Eucharist brought forward. And again, the illustration, you do it so beautifully. Not only do we get a glimpse of the gospel writers, the, the wings, the six wings of angels, and of course, the beautiful blood pouring out from Christ to us. Did it feel difficult I mean, did you feel like you're, you're trying to represent well these images and also bring forward a beauty and truth that speaks to children? Did you feel maybe some responsibility here in creating this art?
11: Definitely. Um, I'd actually been thinking about this, this project for a long time, and it's gone through a few different iterations. And when I decided that I, I needed to make it about the Latin mass, I turned to traditional art. There's a lot of beautiful woodcuts from the late 1800s, early 1900s that depicted all these things. And I didn't realize that Catholics used to know about these realities. And so you would see similar designs. I just took a lot of inspiration from that and tried to put my own spin a little bit on it, but not too much because I wanted to be faithful to the tradition.
1: Oh, and faithful you were. Those are some of the illustrations you're going to find in Adelie's book that she illustrated Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin Missal for Children. It is available through Tan Books. Well, Adelie, it's wonderful. Of course, a talent like yours must be spread to everyone, and you actually have opportunity for people. They can purchase the book, but they can also purchase other items through your website. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you have available.
11: Well, thanks. Um, I have on my website brightandholy.com a large selection of uh, those high-quality vinyl stickers. I've been designing them for a few years, and also um, 18 by 24 posters and various designs that you can order digital art to, like Principal coloring pages, that sort of thing.
1: Oh, well, perfect. Well, they can color right along with reading the book. And of course, in the back of your book, you've offered a few little blank pages to let kids explore their own ability to uh, make beautiful sacred art. Adelie it is wonderful to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for sharing this book with us today.
11: You're very welcome, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me on.
2: 7.53 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pat and Brenda on the morning blend. And, you know, speaking of art, Brenda, we've got a very special art piece coming out between now and Thanksgiving. It's our annual tradition where we create this wonderful Marian calendar that allows you to keep up with all the Marian feast days throughout the year. And we're going to be sending those out on the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving. The reason I bring that up is because we've got to approve the artwork work today so we're getting the postcard going so that's on our our agenda today sarah and i are going to be working on that and then it'll be going out that tuesday right before thanksgiving so keep an eye out for that it's that beautiful Marian calendar coming soon and as we celebrate thanksgiving and celebrate our lady here at matra day radio support for matra day radio comes from our leadership
4: circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming
6: at ModernDayRadio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by US News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu.
12: This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Maturde Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Monterey Day Radio.
2: 756 at Monterey Day Radio, The
0: Morning Blend with Pat
2: and Brenda and what was going on under deep under Sylvan Hill yesterday. Right below our feet, Brenda. I'll tell you all about that. Okay. It's oh, no, I, pretty pretty wild. Am
1: I feeling a little unstable here in <laughs> no, this building? No, you
2: have nothing to worry
1: about. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, something to worry about no matter what walk of life or profession, all of us in danger of living a double life. Pope Francis got some pretty strong words for each one of us from his Sunday Angelus Address. I'll tell you more about it coming up right after Awaken
13: the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. It's easy to say that you're Christian, but the difficult part is living it out. We face constant persecution because Christ desires us to live in the world, but not of it. He gave the disciples the disclaimer from the beginning that whoever wishes to follow him must deny himself and pick up his cross. He also said that if people can't listen to the good news that sometimes we're required to shake the dust from our feet and move on. A saint who knew his winnable battles was Saint Paul of Constantinople. He was a humble deacon when he was chosen by Bishop Alexander to become his successor in the year 336. Already feared by the heretical Arians because of his motivational preaching, the newly appointed bishop saw his cross and immediately began carrying it by the grace of God. Wanting to see Bishop Paul stripped of his status, a leading Arian heretic by the name of Eusebius made it his mission to exile the bishop at all costs. After countless false accusations, the council finally removed him under the notion that Bishop Paul was elected during the absence of Prince Constantius and the prince couldn't allow his authority to be overlooked so easily. Understanding that he wouldn't receive aid in shepherding his flock in the east while Arianism ruled, Bishop Paul accepted his exile and found refuge in the west, eventually making his way to Rome. Within the same year of his exile, Pope Julius reinstated all bishops facing persecution. Bishop Paul returned to Constantinople but was again not met with open arms. It wasn't until the heretic Eusebius passed that the poor bishop could try returning to his flock, but that only lasted until the death of the Western Prince who had been in full support of the Catholic Church. When Constantius heard of the passing, he and the Eusebian supporters once again exiled not only Bishop Paul, but countless other leaders of the church, including Pope Julius himself. This would be the rest of Bishop Paul's life. He would be exiled to Mesopotamia, then returned to once again be exiled to Armenia. And for final good measures, the Eusebians imprisoned the bishop where he was starved and eventually martyred in the year 350. St. Paul could have easily stopped teaching against the Arians to avoid constant exile, which at first glance might appear his response. He did quite the opposite and simply brushed off the dirt from his feet. There's a popular prayer called the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's a difficult prayer to embrace, especially if you're a problem fixer like me. I like to see a conflict or a problem and then seek a resolution, but sometimes it's not in our ability to do so, especially when you're faced with those who have closed hearts. May we too be willing to carry our own crosses, whether it be from the courage to stand and fight or from the serenity of allowing God's will to be done. And may we also have the wisdom to know the difference. St. Paul of Constantinople, pray for us.
2: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints or to pray with the communion of saints, just check out the Hail Mary Media app. Details on that at Montridayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock.
1: During his Sunday Angelus address, Pope Francis warned against living a double life, highlighting the dangers it presents for authentic Christian witness and its potential to create a crisis of credibility for the church. The warning stemmed from the day's gospel reading in which Jesus warns against following the examples of scribes and the Pharisees. Quoting Matthew's gospel, the Pope told the crowd, Jesus uses very severe words for they preach, but they do not practice. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. This rule is always valid for a priest, a pastoral worker, a politician, a teacher or parent. What you say, what you preach to others, be committed to living it first yourself the pope said the pope warned that in this chasm between words and external action there is a duplicity of heart that puts at risk the authenticity of our witness and our credibility as persons and as christians and at the end of his address pope francis asked for special prayer intentions for nepal following a 5.7 earthquake afghan refugees and those affected by flooding in the region of tuscany
2: Israeli forces severed northern Gaza from the rest of the besieged territory and pounded it with intense airstrikes overnight into Monday, setting the stage for an expected push into the dense confines of Gaza City and an even bloodier phase of the month-old war. The Palestinian death toll is already past 10,000, according to the health ministry in Hamas-run Gaza. The ministry does not distinguish between fighters and civilians. Some 1,400 Israelis have also died, mostly civilians killed in the October 7th incursion by Hamas that started the war. Casualties are likely to rise as the war turns to close urban combat. After days of intense diplomacy around the Middle East, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken wrapped up his tour of the region today, saying efforts to secure humanitarian pause and negotiate the release of hostages and a plan for a post-Hamas Gaza were still very much a work in progress.
1: The Diocese of Brooklyn announced Saturday that a local pastor who allowed a pop star to shoot a lewd music video in the church no longer has administrative oversight over the parish. Additionally, the Diocese told Catholic News Agency that Brooklyn Bishop Robert Brennan celebrated a mass of reparation at the church on Saturday morning in response to the desecration. The music video, which has amassed over 4.5 million views, shows pop star Sabrina Carpenter dancing provocatively on the altar of the historic 19th century Annunciation of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church in Brooklyn. In its statement Saturday, the diocese said that a review of the documents presented to the parish in advance of the production, while failing to depict the entirety of the scenes, clearly portrays inappropriate behavior suitable for a church sanctuary. In light of this, the statement continued, Bishop Brennan has appointed Auxiliary Bishop Morzuski as the temporary administrator of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Annunciation Paris. Morzuski will assume all administrative oversight of the parish pending and administrative review that will immediately commence, the statement said.
2: TriMet undertook a full-scale emergency drill Sunday that disrupted both the blue and red lines throughout the day. The full-scale emergency response exercise played out at the Washington Park MAX station, both on the surface and 260 feet below the platforms in the Robertson Tunnel. At least 225 people from more than 20 agencies, fire, medical and police, and emergency management personnel participated in the drill – this is the first time since 2014 that TriMet has undertaken a full-scale drill in the Robertson Tunnel, described by officials as the twin three-mile tunnel spanning between Multnomah and Washington counties that opened back in 1988 and travels directly under our feet. Right here, Brenda, it is running right underneath us right now.
1: So we can see the max line just right out here, and there's the, the, the line or the, the pathway. Uh, we're right in between the zone. The Zoo, uh, right. which is below Washington ground, uh-huh. and, then, and then just down the road as we get towards Beaverton. And
2: then the Sunset Transit Center sun- right up there, okay. yeah. So this little stretch in between there there's goes underground, tunnel. underneath <laughs> our feet, and there's actually a little uh, well monitor right here on, on the front of our property for, the, for the, tunnel. the tunnel. And right down the street, just a block, Brenda, it's in the middle of a wall is a door that goes into the tunnel. I've and seen it, and that it's, door. it's very securely locked. Yes, it is, yes. most
1: definitely. Well, it's important, too, that they run these because, boy, there was a little emergency on the MAX line this weekend. Also, two people died after being hit by a MAX train in northeast Portland late Saturday night, the Portland Police Bureau and TriMet reported. Portland Police said responding officers found two people dead at the scene who were hit by a max light rail train the two individuals were within the restricted area of the train tracks along i-84 when they were hit at around 9:30 p.m saturday portland police said that a car was damaged in a single vehicle crash along the freeway resulting in no injuries and speeding is believed to be a factor in the crash after the crash Two people in the crashed car jumped over a barrier to pick up a car part that was in a restricted area of the train tracks while retrieving the part. They were both struck by the train. All I-84 westbound lanes between Northeast 43rd Avenue and I-5 are closed for several hours. The blue, green and red line services were also disrupted for several hours.
2: In sports, Desmond Bain had 30 points and the Memphis Grizzlies won their first game of the year, rallying late to beat the Portland Trail Blazers 112-100 last night at the Moda Center. Jeremy Grant led the Blazers with 27 points. The loss snapped a three-game winning streak for Portland. The Blazers beat the Grizzlies 115-113 to in overtime on Friday night in the first game for both teams in the NBA's new in-season tournament. They had that, that new floor set up. Really cool-looking rips City Red on Friday night as part of this uh, play-in tournament. Uh, Portland will travel down to Sacramento to take on the Kings on Wednesday night. Hopefully get another winning streak going on the road.
1: Today throughout the show, we are talking a little a checklist for Catholic items that we should have in our homes that help us along the journey. Now, you may not have all of these, but Well, you should have some of the important ones. So we said
2: Bible, rosary, holy water. And
1: crucifix. And crucifix. Okay, so that was our first half hour. Now, the next thing, icons or religious art. Nice. Uh They're beautiful. They are beautiful pieces that we could have in our home. Images of saints, the Virgin Mary, and other religious figures are common in Catholic households. They serve as reminders of the spiritual presence and intercessions of these figures. A missile or daily prayer book, having a missile or daily prayer book can provide guidance and structure for personal and family prayer. Many people subscribe to a magazine like Magnificat. You can also access prayers and readings online, such as an app, such as the Hail Mary media app. Hey, I got that. You got that. <laughs> and you know what? That one, absolutely free. And you're not going to run into any ads while you're using it either. Sacramentals are important too. These are objects blessed by a priest and used to aid in various devotions. Those examples include a scapular, wearing one of those, a medal or religious medal. I got my miraculous medal right here with me and a prayer candle. These candles uh, specifically designated for prayer. They often have an image of saints or religious symbols on them. Also in our house, we carry a blessed, or we have a blessed beeswax candle. That's an important thing to also have.
2: I like it. So far, I'm doing pretty good. I think I've got everything so
1: far. Okay, so we'll give you the last bit uh, when we come back in our next half hour.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community
1: this Wednesday at 11 o'clock a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. It is a Mass and Anointing of the Sick at Mount Angel Abbey. All are welcome to join the St. Mary, excuse me, at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Mount Angel. All are welcome to join the St. Mary's Parish for Mass and Anointing of the Sick, followed by a potluck uh, luncheon in the Parish Center. Join this time of prayer and support for those who are ill and for their caregivers. And remember, you can not find all the details on this and other events, head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app.
2: Well, you heard what Pope Francis said. We can't lead that double life. We can't be hypocrites. We need to serve our brother man. And Michael Davis will give us some tips on that just ahead after we check your weather forecast and all the rain coming our way at Mater Radio.
14: Join
6: Matri-Day Radio and Monsignor John Sayak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them would send our blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MachoDayRadio.com
6: Support for Otter Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu.
2: The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Matrede Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Day Radio's prayer hotline our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737 that's 503-285-3737 or send your intention through matradayradio.com and the hail mary media app unite with us throughout november as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions at Day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary 813 at Mater De Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is going to be wet, and it could be bumpy this afternoon. Could see a possible thunderstorm, maybe a funnel cloud, so be on the lookout. Some storms could produce winds as high as 40 miles per hour. High up to 54, chance of rain 90% this afternoon, 100% chance tonight. Good news, though, it starts to break up tomorrow, and Wednesday looks like it could be sunny.
1: Perfect. Well, it is 52 degrees at the Grotto right here in Portland.
2: And it's 51 in Salem at Our Lady of Peace.
1: In a recent fun video that one of my kids showed me, the question on the clip was, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Well, I proudly said, I don't know that I've ever spent much time thinking about it, but apparently men and many people do think about empire often. Well, one person who's thought about empire, you're going to hear more about it in this week's podcast, Michael Davis, joining us today to talk a little bit about injustice and the empire. Michael's podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. You can catch it at materdayradio.com and on the Hail Mary media app. Michael is with me this morning to talk a little bit more about it. Good morning, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us today.
15: Yeah, good morning, Brenda. It's good to be here. And instead of being here, I'd rather be thinking about the Roman Empire.
1: So, so there's a good, there's a good <laughs> yeah. question for you. Michael, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? It scares
15: me. It comes up more than I realize.
1: <laughs> it not that interesting? Yeah. And I think though that, especially in scripture, we hear a lot about Roman Empire and letters to the Romans and, mm-hmm. you know, God really trying to straighten them out and they refuse to listen. Injustice in empire, ancient. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about it in your podcast this week. Kind of introduce us to it. Yeah,
15: so trying to help listeners understand that how we fit into the bigger picture, because in modern social justice movements, we have really gotten a little bit too narrow-minded, thinking that these issues of injustice just suddenly popped up in our lifetime and that we have the answer and that we're here because we have the answer, so to speak. But someone like Simone Veil which we'll talk more about, says we need to take a a longer look at history and realize all these injustices and these empires have come and they've gone throughout history.
1: Michael, it seems that this is a perfect way to point out how egocentric we all are. Mm-hmm. That Pope Francis says messages to the world and we quickly get offended because it's like, like oh, the, we got to take it. And what yeah. does that mean for us in the United States when he's addressing the whole world? We tend to do that, though, mm-hmm. that when we have injustice kind of cast upon us, it's like the biggest thing in the world to have ever gone wrong. And, well, we just are really thrown for a loop. Why do we get so pulled into our own selves When it comes to injustice.
15: Yeah. On one podcast I did a few months ago, I kind of touched on the, we have this need to matter. And if we can't figure out how to matter in other areas, we start trying to matter in the area of justice, I think, um, You know, for example, racism, there is a, an enormous overreaction towards racism going on right now, as if, you know, thousands of years ago, they weren't being racist and suddenly we are. And as if nobody has been trying to figure out the solution for all these generations when they have been trying to figure out the solution, but somehow I, and you know, good for all of you, I'm here with the solution. And it's, like you said, very egocentric and it's not, it's not very humble either because it's not understanding that, you know, that there are people before me who came along who were doing good work too, trying to grapple with all these issues.
1: Michael Davis's podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll find it under the standalone podcast at com. Today we're talking about injustice and... how we can affect change. But Michael, from what you just said, it sounds to me like, well, if it's been here all along and I'm not going to be able to influence change, then why should I try at all?
15: Yeah. So good question. Um, The key scripture we focused on today was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39, that shows all these ancient people who were saints yeah, you know, like Moses, uh, the martyrs, early Christian martyrs, Abraham, different ones, and it says none of them received anything of the things that were promised them, but they only welcomed them from a distance because God had a better plan, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So each generation is perfecting the previous generations. God's tying us all together. You know, Pope Francis says newest encyclical talks about the one human family well the one human family isn't just everybody that's alive right now it's all humans who've ever lived we're all tied together and so we you know like Simone Veil, we talked about she's comes along with this idea that there's nothing you can do about these empires and you can't do anything about these big injustices but you can be faithful and so We talk about in the podcast this week that you may feel like you're not doing much and that might be okay because you're not called to do a lot. You're called to be faithful, as we say in the podcast, right where you are Mm. and let other people be faithful where they are. It's all working together. We're just not quite seeing it yet.
1: So Michael, on your podcast, you take these big global issues and here in the United States, I don't think we even come close to maybe experiencing injustice the way that other people experience injustice in their lives with human trafficking and the poverty that exists in the world. Those are big issues. Mm -hmm. And again, if you think empire, you almost feel frozen in our ability to make change. So in your podcast, you say what one thing can we do, or what ways can we focus? Mm. Empire, right here in our own community, mm-hmm. this little portion maybe of empire that we can affect. What do we do?
15: Yeah. So take Tor- Corey Tenboom, who we talk about in the podcast. Look at the handful of Jews she saved compared to the millions who died, anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet she's a saint, right? Because right. she was faithful. And that, and she may not have been able to save 6 million Jews, but the people she saved, they're eternally thankful for what she did. And she was doing exactly what God asked her to do in that moment. And, you know, it really is, there's this eternal story going on and we're like a blip on the screen, but that blip is part of all the other blips that are coming together to create the the thing. It's kind of like those pictures where you, you have to, those paintings you have to stare at to see the picture sure. you, know, you can't get it right away. It's kind of like that. You got to really focus to see, oh, God really is doing something. It's just like, I'm sure the apostles, especially St. Paul, just probably was as wit's end. Like I, I I nearly became a martyr, took all these beings and to to establish these churches only to have to write all these letters because they're screwing everything up, you know? <laughs> But yet 2,000 years later, we have the church worldwide now. Why? Because St. Paul was being faithful in his little thing back then. And James and Thaddeus, all of them being faithful.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Again, it, you have, um, it's the ability to see the ripple in the lake. We can uh-huh. only make that one little splash with a mm-hmm. rock. And we'll let the ripples mm-hmm. just kind of spread out through the lake and, ah, uh, it's a beautiful image, and thank you so much yeah. for that. And really what I'm
15: advocating is for, for uh, stress-free social justice. I like that. You don't have to stress out. It's not all on you. Just do your part.
1: I love it. Yeah. And be faithful. Yeah. We can all do that for sure. Yeah. Well, Michael, I appreciate your time today. What a great topic, and boy, I look forward to listening to the full podcast. And again, that is Michael Davis, so that podcast is... Common sense on social justice. You can listen to it online at matradayradio.com, but even easier, access it on the Hail Mary media app.
2: 822 at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we're getting ready for that holiday season, stocking up. And if you're going to be headed to the grocery store, remember, you can shop for the cause when you're out there. You can make your purchase and benefit Catholic Radio all at the same time. Of course, we're talking about the Fred Meyer Community Rewards Program. It's easy to find out all about it and get all signed up. I mean, you can be signed up in less than a minute, Brenda, and then you'll be shopping for the cause and helping Catholic Radio every time you to go to the grocery store. Details online at matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members,
4: including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
14: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say that the church needs to keep up with the times? G.K. Chesterton says that all this talk about keeping up with the times has been uttered hundreds of times before. To be up to date, he says, is a paltry ambition, except in an almanac. The church certainly does not need to imitate the secular world. In fact, what does the word secular mean? It does not mean worldly, it does not even mean irreligious. To be secular simply means to be of the age, that is, of the age which is passing, and in the case of anyone trying to keep up with the times, the age that is already past. So what the word secular really means is dated. The church's truth is never out of date because it is eternal. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is hosting its Welcoming Our New
6: Neighbors 2023 fundraiser. Starting at 6 p.m. on November 16th in Eugene, the event will benefit clients of CCS's Refugee and Immigrant Services program. It'll feature international cuisine, music, inspiring stories, and more. Purchase your tickets today at ccslc.org WONN 2023.
15: That's ccslc.org WONN 2023.
4: This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd, I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church.
12: Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Monterey Radio. 825
2: at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And boy, the high school football playoffs going strong. First weekend in the books, Catholic schools did really well. And we've got a pair of volleyball state championships too. We'll tell you all about that as we check sports and all the news next.
1: And also as ongoing fighting in the Gaza Strip continues, Pope Francis takes a call. And the president of Iran, both sides requesting a ceasefire. I'll have that story coming up in news. Here is Sarah Hart. Joy in these bones. And we are Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and that'll put joy in your bones. That's Sarah Hart, and it's 830.
1: Pope Francis spoke by phone with Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi on Sunday about the situation in Gaza, marking the latest such call with international leaders focused on ensuring access to humanitarian aid and pursuing ceasefire efforts. The call, which was confirmed by Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni on Vatican News. Now, this took place at Raisi's request. According to the website of Iranian presidency, Raisi condemned Israel's retaliation over an October 7th Hamas surprise attack that left 1,400 Israelis dead and several others taken hostage, saying the strikes on Gaza have been disproportionate. According to the statement, Pope Francis, for his part, voiced appreciation for Rassi's support of those suffering in Gaza and stressed the need for a ceasefire, pledging that as the leader of the world's Catholics, I will do everything in my power to stop these attacks and prevent more women and children from becoming victims in Gaza. Earlier on Sunday, Pope Francis reiterated his appeal for peace in Gaza during his weekly Angelus address, noting that countless lives continue to be lost.
2: In an audience with the delegation from the Conference of European Rabbis earlier today, Pope Francis said he was not feeling well and would thus not read the speech he had prepared for the occasion. The director of the Holy See Press Office, Matteo Bruni, said the Pope has a bit of a cold and wanted to greet the European rabbis individually. The other audiences on the Pope's agenda have continued as normal. The pontiff, who will be turning 87 years old on December 17th, had greeted his guests and welcomed them as he expressed his delight at their visit. Prior to this meeting, Pope Francis had received the President of Catalonia. The Spanish delegation reported that the meeting lasted around 40 minutes and that one of the topics discussed was the conflict in the Holy Land. After meeting with the rabbis, the Pope met with the Italian Association of the Little Houses of Mercy to whom he read his speech and added a few improvised comments. This afternoon, the Pope is due to meet with 7,000 children from around the world at the Paul VI Audience Hall. Pope Francis has been hospitalized already twice this year in March for pneumonia and in June for surgery on his abdomen.
1: Former President Donald Trump is expected to answer questions about the role he played in fraudulent financial statements filed by the Trump Organization between 2011 and 2021. He is being accused by state attorney general of being a part of a scheme that involved inflating or deflating the value of assets in order to secure better businesses, insurance and bank deals. Trump's two older sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, are also defendants in the lawsuit. This will be the first time the former president is publicly called to the witness stand to answer questions about the allegations brought by the attorney general. Both Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump maintained that they had no involvement in the creation of financial statements.
2: Residents of Northeast Portland were shaken awake early this morning. One person is dead after a reported explosion and fire early in Northeast Portland, according to Portland Fire and Rescue. Crews responded to a home in the 12,000 block of Northeast Broadway shortly after 4 a.m. Firefighters found a blaze in the front corner of the structure and launched an attack containing the flames to just one building. By 4.30 this morning, authorities reported that the fire had been mostly extinguished, Crews confirmed that a deceased person was found in the home and an investigator is on the scene now. The story is developing to find the cause.
1: On Sunday evening, Portland Public Schools confirmed that there will be no school on Monday as the strike continues for a second week. For some Portland students, this November feeling more like a midfall break, almost like a vacation of sorts. And day camps are beginning to pop up across the metro area, giving students impacted by the strike a place to go. Some of the programs offer arts and crafts, outdoor skills, baseball and softball, digital art and music production. Teachers and administrations continue to meet over the weekend and teachers are pushing for higher wages and small class sizes. District officials say they do not have the budget and state lawmakers say that it is unlikely more funding will be coming to Portland Public Schools. Many local news agencies have a, a, actually a full list of different day programs and companies that are offering services during the strike.
2: And one of those, the Blanchet House, doing that as well.
1: Wow, fantastic.
2: In sports, it was a good weekend for local Catholic schools as they kicked off the 2023 Oregon and Washington High School football playoffs. In 6A, Jesuit rolled over Lake Oswego 34-28. They'll take on number one, West Lynn, this weekend. Central Catholic bombed North Medford 56-0, and they'll take on Lake Ridge in the next round. Dropping down to 4A, Marshfield took down LaSalle Prep, 12-7. Marist Catholic out of Eugene rolled over Crook County, 42-14. Mazama's next up for Marist. Down in 2A, out of state Regis, blank Stanfield, 64-0. They'll have Hepner this weekend. Gold Beach took out Blanchette Catholic, 16-0 in Class 2A. And on the other side of the river in Washington, Class 1A playoffs, Seton won their very first playoff game. Number one down as they beat Tonino, 51-7. to 7. Yeah, congratulations, Seton. They're going to get uh, a reward for that. They're going to travel up to uh, Shoreline, Shoreline to take on Kings High School, 6 o'clock Saturday for that contest. But, hey, they got the first one under their belt. And also, I would be uh, derelict if I didn't mention in volleyball, congrats to the state champion 6A girls out of Jesuit. And the 4A girls out of Marist won the state title over the weekend, too. So we got uh, state volleyball champions in 6A and 4A and Jesuit and Marist. And those schools keep rolling in the playoffs what for football. Gr-
1: what a great showing from our Catholic schools. That is fantastic. I have a feeling there's going to be a long line of cars following that bus up to Shoreline. <laughs> from C- and They have a lot to celebrate with their first appearance in the, uh, the state tournament. Being a good Catholic is something most of us, all of us, should become throughout our lives. While our behavior should reflect our faith, we also have a number of tools to help us in achieving our goal. These include some essential items that can be helpful as you try to put your faith into practice and deepen your spiritual journey. Now, not every household going to have all of these things at hand, but here is a list that Sheriff Gardner at Alatea says... Many Catholics find useful and meaningful. So let's run through what we've gotten so far on this list in case you missed it. A Bible, of course, very important. A crucifix or cross. I think we've got a crucifix or cross above every bedroom door and above the front and back doors also. Uh, Rosary beads, we all carry them both at home, in our cars. I think I have mine in my purse, Patrick. You've got a a single decade rosary you pray right Right there in your pocket. Holy water is another important thing to keep with you. And you said, especially when you travel too, you can use that and sprinkle a room where you're about to stay in. Religious art, your prayer book or the Hail Mary media app and all of those wonderful sacramentals like the holy medals and scapulars that we wear and a prayer candle. So here's the last few things on that list to check and see if you've got them at home. Uh, The big green. That's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Many people recognize it as that big, green, covered book. That's the Catechism. All right, got that. It has a systematic explanation of the beliefs and teachings of our Catholic Church. And other religious books can go right along with that. Books about the lives of the saints, books on Bible history, Marian apparitions, all of those things, wonderful tools. And boy, what you're able to learn, fantastically written in many, many books incense and a thurible. Now, this is something I don't believe I have. Now, some Catholic households use incense during prayer or for special occasions to create a sense of reverence and uh, solemnity. So you can go to any one of our Catholic bookstores, I think, in the area, and they'll have frankincense available. And you can use that as you pray, along with the little charcoals.
2: I have a few altar pieces that kind of been handed down through my family. I do have a, a terrible in there, but I don't have any incense. Yeah. I need to get some. Isn't that one? Yeah. That's a wonderful
1: thing that we can do. Again, light a candle and a little incense to help you know, bring you into that kind of holy space.
2: And that the prayers rising to heaven. That's what the incense
1: is. Exactly. Yeah. And then lastly on the list, blessed oils. Now, in oh. some households, especially those where family members are sick or elderly, having blessed oil can be a great source of comfort. And another sacramental that is steeped in tradition is also blessed salt. And blessed salt can be sprinkled around a property or a home. Many homes also have the uh, sick call crucifixes, meaning it's a crucifix on the wall. But in the time where family members used to you know, be at home during their ailing and dying times, that crucifix taken off the wall it opens up it has candles holy o- blessed oils and blessed water
2: so i have heard a story about blessed salt where people will actually get the salt blocks that they use with cattle Yes and bury them on the four corners of their property really after after they're blessed and they'll they'll put them in the ground and bury you you talk about going go, going you know all out for the blessed salt that's, uh, that's the that's the way the to way do to it do it, do with it. These big big gigantic salt blocks and just setting them on the corners of your property
1: that's right, just a little <laughs> sprinkle across your threshold to a wonderful way to welcome that's people easier. Too.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
1: Well, a great opportunity coming up for you to learn about Theology of the Body Parent School. This Thursday at noon, it is Theology of the Body Parent School Lunch and Learn happening at Pacific Parkway Center in Tigard. Theology of the Body Parent School offers a monthly Lunch and Learn event to answer questions of parents parish staff, and anyone else interested. The TOB Parent School educates and empowers Catholic parents on the purpose and gift of personhood. There are local group meetings in Salem every third Thursday, evening of the month, and in Lake Oswego every first Wednesday morning. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, radio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
2: Well, it is national nacho day. Oh. And we are celebrating, uh, also celebrating the time change and some things you need to uh, make sure that you take care of with this uh, time change. But uh, nachos should be at the top of that list, right? <laughs> we'll check that soggy forecast for eating nachos and find out the things we need to do for this new time change just ahead next at Mater Dei Radio
6: Hi, my name is Will Dethridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Romans 421 assures us that whatever God has promised, he is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewbergor.org. That's stpeternewbergor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. 844
2: at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Showers and a possible thunderstorm today could get a little bumpy with winds upwards to 40 miles an hour this afternoon. And keep an eye out. Might even see a funnel cloud. It's in uh, good conditions for that. Um, 90% chance of rain. High 54. 100% chance of rain. tonight 47 the expected low but good news tomorrow we could see all this disappear and sunshine wednesday
1: i love it yeah all right we get through these rainy days and then we get a little sunshine as our i see sunshine out there now it's pretty nice and it's actually so so beautiful with the changing colors currently it is 53 degrees at holy redeemer catholic church in vancouver
2: and in saint john's at holy cross parish and school it is 52 degrees
3: I early to bed, I early to rise, <laughs> I mix a man healthy, wealthy and wise, but daylight savings is a crying shame. And old Ben Franklin is the one to blame Spring forward, the fall back. Spring forward, fall back. But well, I know you can do it, cause you got the knack Spring forward, fall
1: back. <gasps> Oh, There's a little Daylight Savings fallback it. song for you. I did not know that it's Ben Franklin that we have to thank for that. But <laughs> back in the day, they were looking for ways to extend those summer hours because, well, people were working the crops. Although I think farmers, they just went, they didn't matter what time it was. When the sun came up, it was time to work. When it went down. It was time to be done. Didn't they
2: just turn on the lights?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> Not quite that easy back then. So we did. We uh fell back, which means we got that extra hour of sleep. I feel like you would appreciate it most on the Monday morning because you always tend to have a little bit of extra time on Sundays. Uh, and so uh today I really felt like, wow.
2: It's sure easier than that Monday after the spring forward, isn't it? (laughs) For sure.
1: For sure. So I thought today on Second Cup, though, Patrick, now is a really good time, a reminder of some semi-annual chores that we should do at home.
2: Great idea. You know, I'm always thinking smoke detector, but I know there's probably so much more.
1: There's so many. Now, smoke detectors are one of those things that many homes have them wired into their household, Uh right? But so many... They're battery-operated, so they they say when we fall back or spring forward, although it's not exactly six months anymore, but that now is the time to go up there and check. And also make sure that the carbon monoxide alert is also working, because with the heat and running fireplaces, uh, those the, the carbon monoxide, it's... Has no smell. You have no idea. So you have. It's important to have that checked.
2: You know, I had one go off this summer. On did you me, really? And actually, the the carbon monoxide level was high. It it, it did its job, but I'd never really had, had that occur before. Did and you find the source? Was, uh, yeah, we were we were actually in an RV.
9: Oh, okay. so it was
2: it was uh, coming from the RV. But I'd never like you know what's that alarm going off? What is that annoying sound? I'm trying to sleep here, <laughs> and and uh, it was the carbon monoxide. Okay. So yeah, please do. That. Please do yeah. that.
1: And and of course, uh, if you are an elderly person, please have somebody get up on the ladder for <laughs> yes. you. Always, or a not always so important. elderly
2: person. <laughs>
1: Another thing, a wonderful thing to do, especially now moving into these winter months, schedule a check of your chimney or your, your uh, fire insert. Any of those things, because soot builds up, you're maybe going to want to be using that more during these winter months. Have it checked and cleaned. So the next thing is your HVAC system. Patrick, I think the HVAC system here at Day Radio was on your mind often. <laughs> because while everybody else is feeling comfortable, in the summertime, you are just so hot in your office and in the wintertime, you're freezing cold.:
2: it, I, I literally will keep a jacket in my office because <laughs> my office this control- <laughs> what were they thinking? My office controls the upstairs. So the, uh, the controller for upstairs where heat rises, right. You know, so, and we've got these big bank of windows right here in the, in the studio. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, it is always the opposite in my office. So if you're getting too hot up here, come to my office. Cause you can, you can hang meat down there.
9: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Little snowballs are coming out. We're like, where's Patrick? He's all bundled a- up.
2: Anything for the team. I'll, you I'll, I'll
1: do, do it. it. <laughs> you take it for us as well. So, but now would be a good time to replace the filters. Some clean uh, HVAC filters to go into your system as, we again, we lead into this area. It is amazing. Uh, You look at them and you can think, oh, they're not bad. But when you compare them to brand new ones, how much dirt and dust pile up on those things? And you want your your, your heaters to be very efficient this time of year.
2: And I have a split system at my house. So it's all the little individual units and you wash them. They're not replaced. They're washed. And I uh, did that a few weeks ago. It, 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 It built up a lot over the summer. I'll just say that. Oh, my goodness, they were dirty.
1: All right. Now, some little practical things, too, you can do is now is a good time to go through your cupboards and spice racks. Throw out expired canned goods. That's a great time to do that. Now, I am amazed sometimes when I go through the back of the cupboard and I look at what's back there and I went... This expired in 2018. Get rid of it. Don't need to keep it around. Spices don't last too long either. So some fresh spices as we move into some wonderful holiday cooking make food taste better.
2: You know what I'm thinking also though, if you do find some canned goods that are there that aren't expired, there is going to be a lot of canned collections going on for the holidays. Maybe just set those aside mm-hmm. and say, you know, as those get started during the holidays, there are some, some cans I can put into those. I know the Grotto does that during Festival of Lights, but a lot of parishes do that throughout the year. I even have, uh, the, the mailman in my area even collects those canned goods too. So, you know, if you see something that, uh, you haven't used in quite a while i'm i'm thinking in my pantry there's probably a few cans of pumpkins Uh, (laughs) that aren't expired
1: that are not expired
2: you know peanut butter is always something that they're always yeah that's a great one pancake flour
1: i just put together a a shopping bag and our church put a little list staple to each one they said these are things please put it in the bag and they make it real easy for us too Here's an important one, Patrick, and I'm going to pay attention to this because AARP recommends now is the perfect time to get your winter driving preparedness kit ready. Oh, yeah. Get your car ready for winter months. Get your tire pressure tech, your oil change, but make sure you've got some essentials in your car in case of like, remember the Ash Wednesday snowstorm remember. we had here? Yeah. Uh, people were stuck in their cars for 10, 12 hours.
2: Terry Ross. He, he was one, I think he of the said the eight hours.
1: In his car yeah. trying to get home. And, and that's right here in Portland, right? So, things to remember in your car make sure your tires' uh, pressure is right. Sometimes people move to those traction tires at this time of year, also. Flashlight. That's the other one that you have to check your batteries for. Make sure your flashlights are charged and ready to go and have one in your car. Hat, gloves, carry a blanket, Uh maybe some water bottles. Uh, A bag of kitty litter is one of the things in case you get sliding around. Make sure, too, that you have traction devices like chains or or cords uh, to help you get out of a tough situation. That sounds
2: a little funny to carry the kitty litter, but it works. You know, if you get yeah. stuck in that ice and you can just pour it in there and get that traction, it, it works well. So, who cares if it's funny or not? It works.
1: It works. And that's, that's it for sure. So, and then you, you know, just again, check your tires and you can even take them in to uh, have them looked at too. So, and then lastly, I need to take note of this clean your oven.
9: Ooh
1: clean your oven. I'm not that brave. No, get in there, Patrick, because if you're going to be doing a lot of cooking, you do not need to set off that smoke detector that you just changed the batteries on. Or maybe you take the batteries out because you're going to start cooking and that smoke's going to set it off. But yeah, give it a good cleaning. So that way, yeah, when guests are over and you're like, okay, I'm going to pop this in the oven and then everybody has to go outside because you smoked them out.
2: (laughs) you've been to my
1: house yeah i've actually caught a fire once in in my in my oven and so yeah that's important so anyways all great things that we need to do this time of year as we move into these cold winter months and we hope you enjoy today's second cup
4: support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722, that's 503-252-1722.
1: Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com.
6: A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle.
0: Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 8.55
2: 8.55 at Day Radio, the morning blend with Pat and Brenda. Don't be fooled by this little sunbreak. Showers and a possible thunderstorm throughout the day today. A 90% chance could be some very gusty winds near those thunderstorms up to over 40 miles an hour. High 54, 100% chance of rain tonight. Low 47, but good news. Tomorrow, all this is going to clear out. We could have a very sunny, beautiful day on Wednesday. I'm ready. Right now, it's 52 in the Rose City.
1: And closing out our show today, here's Steve Angrazzano, A Rightful Place. We are Pat and Brendan on the Morning Blend right here at Matzer Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: Steve Agrisano and a Rightful Place. It's 8.59. Oh, National
1: Nacho Day. Uh, I'm so hungry. You're keeping up David's kind of legacy of talking about food a lot on the morning show. He told show. me I
2: had to. Is he that He told the me role? I had to. And then you mentioned these carnitas nachos. Yeah, oh. some
1: of these local Mexican restaurants. Oh. Carnitas out chips. Oh. It's on my way home today, too. <laughs> woo <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blended It is Monday. That means Living Stones coming up this evening at 730. But you could catch the podcast of that earlier on the Hail Mary Media app.
9: One of my favorites.
1: Have a blessed day.